welcome to episode two of our podcast. I'm Alex, one half of the Sober Experiment. And I'm Lisa, the other half of the Sober Experiment. So today we're going to talk to you a little bit about hangovers and disgusting things <laughs> we said. I just kind of want to say at the beginning, we're not glamorising drinking or what our hangovers were, although we will probably laugh quite a lot about the ridiculous things that we got up to. But this is in no way to glamorise what we did. It's more our story of how we got to where we are now. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Right, where to start? Okay, I, I think I, if you don't mind, can I just say that my hangovers, as you know, are disgusting. Were disgusting. <laughs> they are pretty disgusting. Well, they were pretty disgusting. <laughs> really disgusting. I honestly, how many times have you heard out of my mouth? I'm critical. Yeah, really, all the time. <laughs> and it really does, for me, feel like I'm critical. And when you, when I used to say that, I'm critical, it, it was said really flippantly. But now thinking about it, I actually was critical. I must have been. <laughs> no, really, I must have been. Think about it, right? All I spent my hangovers doing was crawling on all fours around the room, vomiting. That- I, honestly, I, I know what you mean. When you say crawling, I remember getting up to try, like if I hadn't have begged one of my kids to get me a glass of water. But you know where you can't stand up? fully so you crouch like down like yeah like a hunchback <laughs> going to get water not that we've got anything against hunchbacks or anything <laughs> <laughs> can you have that bit in yeah it's fine it's fine it's just fine <laughs> but that's what like my husband I was to... thinking more of the hunchback of Notre Dame I wasn't thinking of <laughs> <laughs> people with hunchbacks but go on no but that's what my husband used to say all the time like can you stop walking around like a hunched up old lady because oh. I, I would hang my head and it was just the actual thought that if I don't look at the floor it's going to wobble from under me and I'm just going to be sick everywhere I mean every <laughs> nearly every hangover I've ever had from being maybe 20 has involved me vomiting somewhere. I think it's really weird because the older I've got as well, um, I found that I vomited more the next day. So when I was younger, I used to drink too much yeah. and then maybe be sick on the night. Yeah. But as I got older, I would drink and drink and drink till ridiculous <laughs> hours. And then I wouldn't actually be sick until the next day. Yeah. What, what's what been your worst hangover that you remember, do you reckon? Do you know what? I've had so many, but... I've got a few that are really quite bad. And I think the worst one ever was when I went to Amsterdam. <laughs> Go on. It was just horrific. So I drank and drank and drank in the day and then went for food, continued to drink and actually got in bed because I was that drunk. And to the point where my husband was watching a film in the hotel room. This is our one and only night for his birthday, by the way. And I fell asleep at about half past seven in the evening and then, in good old Alex style, woke up at 11 and wanted to go back out. I remember you telling me about that. And we did go back out, and he was so disappointed, because you know what he's like. He was just, like, all comfy and ready to sleep then at that point, and I'm going, yeah, let's go out, let's go out. <laughs> so we went up to the vodka bar at the top of the hotel and continued to drink till maybe 2 or 3. We had to be out of the room at 11, and I was that bad. Even as he was checking out, I was being sick in the room he had to leave me in the room being sick we then went to go to the Anne Frank Museum which I never saw by the way because I was vomiting outside McDonald's oh it's so good as well yeah it was just disgusting and (laughs) you've seen that you know like even when we went to you and I went to 
Dublin. Oh god. And I was sick in the street then. You what? You know what's really bad about this is you you <laughs> did used to be sick a lot. I know. Like, and I would at some points. Like, I'd have to have really, really drank a lot to get to the point where I was sick. But I used to quite pride myself on the fact that I wasn't sick. And I'd be like, oh, come on, let's have hair with the dog. Let's have another beer and then we'll be fine. Which is really bad looking back. Have you done a tactical puke? No, but I I actually remember you telling me about tactical puking. Well, a a different friend told me how to do it. And basically, when you felt yourself going dizzy or seeing double, which used to happen to me, again, on a fairly regular basis, particularly in my 20s, this, not so much later on, because I'd just end up passing out and being sick the next day, and going to the toilets in whatever bar I was in, fingers down the throat, throw up, and then carry on to try... Like, what's the point in drinking it if you're going to throw it up anyway? Like, I don't get what I was doing there. It was just so that I could stay out and have more. And oh, Anyway, the next day, always disgusting, always sick in public places, always crawling round on all fours. But you know what? <laughs> you're, you're, you're wrong, actually. Because I remember, do you know, one of my biggest things, and we've always been very, very best friends. I know what you're going to say, because I've got it. Picking you up. Yeah, I've, I've literally got it written down as one of my memories. But it's my worst memory of you, because I was so sad that you, and yet you were coming to mind to drink. That's what I was sad about, if I'm honest, the fact that you <laughs> couldn't drink. And I'd got so drunk the night before. I remember it, honestly. We'd, um, I, yeah, we'd, I'd gone out the night before with friends and these were kind of like my wild friends. I was going through a bit... Because I was very tame, as you've heard. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so flipping out there must have been wild. But I'd I'd recently gone through a breakup, hadn't I, with my ex-husband at the time. So I found that I was going out a lot at that point and I really, really was. I was drinking to solve a lot of things, well, what I thought was solving a lot of things. I'd gone out till a ridiculous time and I remember you, I, I really didn't want to come to see you the next day because I was so ill. Even though you I promised so me we'd go out, I, I bet know, you. <laughs> you did, and I was so ill, and I just kept thinking, please cancel, please cancel, which I can't even imagine doing now, no. you know that. But I was just so ill, and then you came to pick me up. You was like, I don't care, I am coming to get you yeah. anyway. And you came to pick me up, and you had to stop the car on the motorway. On the so slip road. I know, yeah. <laughs> so I could throw up. And then we went for food and you couldn't eat it and Yeah, that was Did we have air with the dog? I'm not sure. I really rem- don't. Yeah, I think um I just went to sleep at your house. I remember we put a film on and I went to sleep. Oh, yeah, great friend. Hair <laughs> <laughs> with the dog though was more your thing than my thing. I could ne- that's the one thing about me is when I was throwing up, that was it for me. I'd, I'd then detox for the week, feel like absolute rubbish for three days and then be all right. But yeah. you you dealt with it differently, didn't you? I did definitely. Um hair of the dog was something that I used to do a lot. I remember once we'd um and my husband now had gone out the night before and we'd been bought loads and loads of bottles of champagne and Prosecco for our engagement and a few weeks after we'd gone out and we were so so drunk the night before we did that a lot and then the day after I'd literally I remember lying in bed saying please 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 go and get me some paracetamol I couldn't even get up to get my own paracetamol or a glass of water and he came up and he was like I've got something better and he came up with a bottle of champagne oh, and two glasses <laughs> oh, I thought it was amazing I was like oh my god this is I remember taking a picture and putting it on my Facebook as if it was a really good thing like look I sent him down for paracetamol and this is what he came up with medicine <laughs> yeah and then other people saying 
yes, go on, and thinking it was a really good thing. And that day, we ended up, we we planned a hangover day. Like, that's another thing. Who plans a day to be ill? Us. That's just... I think like, every drinker, actually. Yeah, like, so we'd fully planned a hangover day. But, yeah, we drank all day again, and then we got up about five o'clock and went to the bar up the road. So you'd already had a drink. So we'd then, already yeah. drank, and I remember... I felt horrific and I knew even like the day after oh it was awful do you know do you know you know me about that I mean I've truthfully and I know this is going to make you feel a bit bad now and it's not meant to but I've only ever had air of the dog with you (laughs) (laughs) honestly honestly so like like I said I've been sick and that that would be the end of it but when we went to Dublin I mean we were out all hours I think I was sick on the car park then as well as we got out of the taxi. You were sick inside a restaurant and poor people. That was the day after. But that was the day, after. So that was the day after. It's not even funny. It's actually revolting if my child was like that. Or <laughs> Anyway, I um, I remember we went out and we had our suitcases to go back to the airport. And we were like quite happy to miss our flight that day, weren't we? Yeah. And we went out and we had another drink and then walking to the bus or taxi. Taxi? Yeah, we got I taxi. was sick again on the floor, but still carried on because we got the taxi driver to take us for a Guinness <laughs> and he was like what we didn't even have enough money to pay him and he just thought we were the funniest women girls oh I know he was lovely actually it was lovely it was a really nice taxi <laughs> oh but you know like again what a risky situation because we didn't it was lovely from what we remember but we were drunk and we got in that taxi and we let him take us off the beat, off the road, into a little bar somewhere. Yeah, we did. You know, like, I put, I, I, well, I know we've both put each other and ourselves at risk so many times. Yeah, definitely. I think as well, don't you find, the longer I've stopped drinking now, the more I remember things. I think I definitely. subconsciously blocked so much out. So now when I talk about stories, I think, God, people must think you were absolutely wild. And I don't know whether it's just I'm remembering so much more now. No, I, I mean, at the beginning when you first stopped drinking, and I know you had it because I remember phoning you when I had it afterwards, you forget your memory just goes all together. You can't remember what you're doing, can you? No, it is really strange. For a few weeks. But yeah, I'm the same. Everything comes flooding back. Like, I've got this awful lingering memory now of of when I nearly got my ex-husband arrested. <laughs> it's true. I sat in a tunnel, drunk. I refused to get up off the floor and he was trying to pull me up. And then obviously a police car drove past and I was just refusing to get up just because I was being argumentative, drunk. And he was trying to get me to go back to his mum and dad's house. It was way before we were married. We were just 20, 23, 24, something like that. And he was trying to get me to get up. And the police pulled up at the side and said, are you okay? To me. And I said, no, this man's harassing me. <laughs> that just doesn't surprise me with you but at all. He, you know, they, they, they actually said, look, if you don't leave her alone, we're going to have to arrest you. And he had to walk off and leave me in a really dangerous place. And that's why he was trying to get me up. Because it, it had a really inappropriate name, this thing. They called it... I'm really sorry about this, but they called it Ray Pally. Oh, my God. Because there was that many assaults happened in it. It was the, the teenager kind of slang for this area. Yeah. It was an avoid at all costs, which is massively disgusting in itself. But I was in there, knew, knowing its history, knowing its reputation, that's why the police were patrolling it. And in the end, I got up, staggered about 10 yards down the road in what felt like 10 minutes. I was probably just walking around in circles. And the police ended up putting me in the back of the car and taking me back to his mum and dad's house. I'd only met him six months ago. 
Right, six months previous. Can you imagine what they thought of this? Well, no, I didn't need to imagine when she opened the door. Right? The police knocked on the door and said, um, do you know? She said, yeah, it's my future daughter-in-law. And then my ex-husband appeared behind her and the police looked at me and honestly, how I did not get arrested for wasting police time or I don't know. But she she probably told me off like I was a child, I suppose. I was well, so end. she should. <laughs> It's like when we went into Manchester, like we've got a bit of a police theme, haven't we? Yeah, we have got a police theme. <laughs> I can't believe you found that picture of me with the policeman. See, I used to delete everything. This is the thing. I used to delete everything. I would wake up the next day and be so ashamed. I would like piece together my night from yeah, the night before and then any pictures where I looked absolutely horrific on, which would be like the last 15 pictures of my phone with random strangers... I'd just delete them. So to me, then, that was done. It was gone. It was out of my memory. Whereas I've never seen as many drunk photos of myself since me and you have been looking for drunk photos. And you like keep them all. Well, you keep everything, which has been a good thing, really. But, yeah, I used to delete everything. Yeah, there's a, the photo um, is of you posing for a selfie with a policeman. But recalling that night, I mean, we'd gone out for lunch that day, hadn't we? Yeah, we had. We'd gone out for lunch, and this was now about four in the morning. <laughs> Um, in Manchester's gay village and you were asking him to pretend to arrest you which he wouldn't do because he's not allowed to put the cuffs on you but you were absolutely insisting put the cuffs on I want a selfie put the cuffs on (laughs) see what I mean I'm so traumatised by this (laughs) like I've definitely erased that from my memory because it's not like and yeah I'm really traumatised by this story (laughs) but yeah you wanted him to anyway he wouldn't but he did have a selfie with you I lost my phone that night but again another dangerous situation I left you I got in a taxi before you and left you at five in the morning outside a takeaway I just left you I vaguely remember that takeaway but yeah I didn't have a phone or anything but why did I leave you I would never ever put you in that position like this never not sober, definitely not. But I think that's what it does to your drink changes. It makes you do things that you wouldn't normally do. Like I've done so many things that I wouldn't normally do. And like I said before, for me, the day after, I would delete things and try and erase my full memory of the night before. And yeah. I would, sometimes I wouldn't even do that bad things. But you know, like you've always got that one friend and this wasn't you because I think what we used to do was kind of say oh it's all right it was a night out we had a really good time forget it but I always had another friend that could not wait to ring me and tell me like the ridiculous things I'd said or done and it used to really really affect me I used to get so they call it anxiety don't they and I used to get that so so bad we're gonna go into that more yeah we are next week aren't we sorry in our next episode um yeah I mean Dangerous situations then. I think we've both been and we've both put each other in them. We left each other in Ireland. We did leave each other in Ireland. And again, anything could have happened to either of us there. That was for a good couple of hours as well. I don't even remember what was going on during that couple of hours. I remember meeting up with you afterwards and then we couldn't get a taxi back because there was some Grand Prix Formula One thing yeah, going on something. You know, I can barely even remember much of that weekend again just through photographs like when I look at photographs from that weekend I'm like oh yeah I remember that I remember that I don't remember much else (laughs) I remember the airport do you want to talk about the airport (laughs) it's up to you (laughs) no let's leave the airport (laughs) we did try and miss the flight on purpose and I remember you daring me at the security gate 
to you were going go on go on which we did to each other and we still do it to each other now yeah we still you know like on that rope swing that you went on the other week sober and I was going go on go on we still do that but you were saying to me go on go on and and try to encourage me to kick up a bit of a stink at the security gate so they wouldn't let us on the flight no see I don't remember that so we had an excuse to stay another night None of us thought that that actually might end up with one of us spending a night drunk and disorderly anyway. You know what, too, like a few things with this, right? It's one, I genuinely don't remember that because, and and I feel, I hate listening to stories like this and anybody else that has probably, you know, been, I don't know, I just hate hearing things like that because I can't imagine that I would do that. Well, you wouldn't It's just so far away from who I am and I think looking back, if that's, the type of person that alcohol made me. I'm glad I'm not that person yeah. anymore because I'd never... Like, that's so stupid. And who tries to miss a flight? Like, you either miss it or you don't. With, with the other two <laughs> friends that I went with... Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And oh, that, that was Because the, so the other bad. two friends... Do you remember? They went to the cinema to do something normal on the day after a big And we drink. thought, like, they were we, so boring. We did. We were, like, criti- so critical of it. We were just like, oh, what are they doing that for on the last day? You and me had to go out and get more drunk, more drunk, more drunk. And yeah. really, when we turned up, up then, if you remember that whole flight, the whole thing oh, ended it was bad, awful. didn't it? The whole thing was awful. It did end yeah. up, not for us. We just thought we were in the right, but really, they were sober. We were drunk, and now you can see so clearly, we were probably being quite obnoxious. We was being really obnoxious, <laughs> like really obnoxious. Yeah. It's really embarrassing. Is that the flight that we was snorting gin on? Well. <laughs> not we, we snorted gin on the way there. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> actually, I don't know why I've brought that up. It's disgusting. That was but it seems like that. Like I wouldn't have ever told anybody this. So now I am sober. It's they said, don't they? Don't be ashamed of your story because it might help other people. I'm not sure what us snorting gin would help anybody. But they, they, these were things that we'd do that I'd be so embarrassed to tell people about even then. Yeah, and if you saw. Younger people, or even at the same age as us doing that, you'd be embarrassed, wouldn't you, for them? You'd just be embarrassed yeah. for them. If you saw them on a flight behaving how we'd behaved, you you would be embarrassed. Do you know what else I remember? This is disgusting. This is actually disgusting. And I can't believe I'm going to admit to it, but I am. Oh, it just popped in I'm my head now. literally cringing. <laughs> if anybody could see me now, I'm scrunched up in a ball with my no, hands over my true. eyes. I was on my way back from a flight um, <laughs> from Cyprus to England, and I got talking to two men. And this is when I was travelling home when I lived in Cyprus for that year. And I was talking to two men and having a drink with them. Never met them in my life, but I have to be the life and soul of the party and grab the attention. And the middle man, the guy in the middle seat, dared me to spit a grape out at the person in front of me. And I actually did it. On a plane? On a plane. I'm really, really ashamed of it. And and at the time, I was laughing my head off. I thought I was really... Rolled my tongue up my... Just a tiny bit of grape skin and he landed in his air. But I, if you're out there, I am so sorry. Please don't have me done for anything. I would never, ever <laughs> stop laughing. I'm literally so, traumatised. It, it's disgusting. I'm actually disgusted. In my, I, I, even though I'm laughing, that's a nervous laugh. I, I'm I'm shocked and disgusted. <laughs> and I've tried to block that out. I can't even look at you. <laughs> but I've tried to block that out. I think, that's it, I think you do try and block things out. One of my worst times was with my husband and we was going to Lanzarote and we'd been out all day and all night. We had a massive, massive argument that night and I'd said, right, that's it. I'm not coming on holiday with you. You go on your own. I fully remember in my mind thinking, right, the kids are at the dad's. I'll just stay at Katie's for a week. 
that's what I thought in my head. I'll stay at my friend's for a week and I'll hide and then everyone will think I've been on holiday. And these were like, I thought these were logical thoughts because yeah. I was drunk. Yeah. We got to the airport. We don't even, he drove to the airport and that like should never, ever have happened. We don't remember where we parked the car. How we got on the flight, I still don't know to this day because that was like horrific. I literally slept the whole flight and when we got there my hangover must have kicked in mm. and I started with the shake my knees were shaking my hands were shaking I got off the plane ran to a corner threw up in my hand which I I'm not good with I don't like sick I don't like talking about sick <laughs> so for me that was like really traumatizing and I remember being on the back of the coach to our hotel and my legs just shaking that much I'd fully poisoned myself like completely and utterly poisoned myself I was so disgusted in myself and that's the thing. And that was a scar of a holiday. But that's where anxiety comes from, isn't it? It's the shame or the not remembering yeah. what you did the night before. Do you know, um, I t- you'll, you do know this, and I'm just going to briefly touch on this, but here's another thing, injuries. Yeah. Like, I broke my arm at a funeral on a dance floor. Now, wh- who is dancing <laughs> at a funeral... I do not know. It's, I sound like a really disrespectful pig, and I'm really not. <laughs> I know, it's been great to people. Oh, dancing and sick house being Yeah, that oh, like. Oh, <laughs> I, 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 I don't look worse not. than me. <laughs> I do definitely look worse than you. But. That's why she had to throw in the bit about me trying to get you not kicked off a flight. So, I no, I definitely, um, I definitely on that occasion broke my arm, slipped, broke my arm, fractured it completely, went home, went to bed, even like my husband was poking it, saying there's nothing wrong with it, there's nothing wrong with it. It was actually full on broken. I had to go into A and E. Now, when I think back to that, I went in A and E, I must have absolutely stunk up oh, booze. Yeah. They'll have known I was drinking the night before. I fractured my wrist. And then you and me tried to cut that cast off in Ireland. In fact, you know what? We used that cast to talk to everybody and anybody. Yeah, we did. Listen. It was like a really good story. We were dead proud of ourselves. It was like Well, you had the video of me falling. Oh, it was funny though. <laughs> I'm not it was. I'm so glad it's disappeared. I can still see to this day you dancing and the actual fall where you brought your arm and it was really funny. But my husband just looked at me as if like something had gone off and just dragged me back up by my broken arm. <laughs> but anyway, that's it. But that injuries, all of these stupid things are all attributed directly to drink. And the next day you feel shocking and it is it is anxiety, isn't it? It's awful. And I think that's where we're moving to on our next podcast, isn't it? And what actually made us start to think about stopping drinking because it came from, for you, anxiety. And for me not being able to tolerate the absolute critical state that I was in every time I'd had a drink. Because yeah. it got to the... I mean, we probably sound like a pair of thugs, to be honest with you. I might speak for myself. But this wasn't every day. This this was just... We were binge drinkers. We were binge drinkers. And yeah. especially when me and you got together, because we'd been friends for such a long time, we didn't know anything. We didn't... We'd forgotten what it was like to spend time with each other without drinks. So every time we met, it had to be about drinking for yeah. us. So we would arrange big nights out or weekends away. And so we could it, just drink, drink, drink. Well, they used to hate it. And we'd be like, what's the problem with best friends? Do? Now yeah. I can kind of see why they no, might no, I fully see it. it. I yeah. fully see it. Because we were just bad news together. Because what, what could have been an isolated incident of me behaving badly and somebody stopping me or you behaving badly and somebody stopping you. When we were together, we didn't stop each other. We used to find it funny that the other one was doing something worse than we would have done. 
which is like I cannot honestly to see you know like I remember we've got a video of you on your 40th birthday where you're at the end of yeah. the night and you're slurring your words and you I remember thinking that that was hilarious and you must have had a wonderful night and look at my best friend she's so drunk like now it would all. absolutely traumatize me to see you acting or talking like that I'd be so sad about it and I just can't imagine that we would be like that with each other no. and egg each other on. And and it it makes me quite sad, really, to think yeah. that that's what we did. And that, and that we thought it was funny. To, like, breaking you out, like, that's really not funny. Trying to cut the cast off in. Like, I've even it. laughed today and I feel really bad about no, it. But it's like, that isn't funny, is it? Trying to cut your cast off an arm isn't funny. Being sick Gr- in public places isn't funny. Spitting grapes at people is really isn't not really funny. funny, is it? <laughs> no, it's just nerve. You know... Do you know, though, that again, and I just, before we finish, which we need to, because we have talked quite a lot today, I think, um, contrasting mine and your 40th birthdays, I do not remember mine. I I was drunk when I got there. I was definitely drunk throughout it. I remember vaguely singing on stage badly. I've got the video of that, which is horrific. And I'm not a bad singer. No, you were lovely singer. I love your singing. And it was horrific. When I look back at it, I'm embarrassed that I even did that because people who didn't know me and didn't know I was a reasonable singer have seen that and that's what they think I'm about, (laughs) which is shocking for me. It's very traumatising that. Then, like you say, fell off my chair at the end of the night, was sick. Everyone else was able to carry on and have a party, but because I'd just overdone it, like I, I always did, yeah. I couldn't. And the next day of that, it was horrific. But, in fact, I've lied to you. Ah, you had I hair of the dog. <laughs> <laughs> With my sister in the garden and everybody came round. Because you came round, I think, briefly. No, I didn't. outside in your car. Oh, yeah, we did. Did we drop something off? Uh, some presents yeah. or something. Pro- probably some more Prosecco for me yeah, to finish probably. in the garden. Yeah, probably. Let's feed my best friend loads of wine and make a make a You stopped drinking shortly after that. Yourself. And your birthday, in contrast, was just beautiful, wasn't it? It was lovely. It was so nice. We had it in the morning. Who has a birthday party in the morning? It was brilliant. And the photos of that don't look like anyone's melted like mine <laughs> But anyway, so I think that's where we've got to leave it, even though we've got hundreds more stories. There's so many more stories, and I'm, yeah. Tug of War? We said we're going to call it Tug of War, didn't we, for next time? We did, yeah. Sorry, I was just looking to see um, if I could remember what we were talking about. (laughs) No, we're going to talk about that stage now where... Anyone who's tried to stop drinking or even considered stopping drinking, you'll know what I mean with this. It's the stage where you really want to stop drinking, but you can't picture a life without it and you you dread it. Um, and, and what happened during that stage? What got us to the point? So the way that this is going to unfold after, after this one is now we want to move into what made us get sober, how we got sober and the benefits of that. So we hope you've enjoyed today um, and we'll see you in about three to four weeks. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye.